0: Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's Word on issues that impact our lives. I'm Minister Joseph Parker, and today I want to encourage the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every follower of Christ has become a recipient of salvation. Have you given thought to what salvation means? Many understand it to mean saved from eternal punishment in hell. Consider what it says in Romans chapter 6 verse 23 and John chapter 3 verse 16. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, faith in Christ saves one from suffering eternally in hell. But salvation pertains to more than that. Salvation does not benefit the believer just in death. It benefits the believer while they yet live in their mortal body. It says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to verse 13, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more, in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Salvation is not unto death, but unto life. And that begins now. For today's segment, I want to encourage you to do something, and that is live your salvation. The first point I want to make is that salvation saves you and it works in you. If God brought salvation through Jesus Christ just to save you to avoid hell after death, why does a believer still live after they put their faith in Jesus Christ? The believer was not saved for death, but saved for life. We have the word of God to elaborate on this. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to verse 14, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, took on a human form to suffer and die to redeem you and me. He first came to deliver people, living souls, from sin. Sin taints the world we live in, and it works death in everyone that lives. Everyone that has been born has been in bondage to sin. Thanks be to God who sent his Son to redeem people from sin. Salvation frees the believer from sin so they can live for him. Using the scripture, we can break down what salvation does so we can work it in our own lives. The next point I want to make is that the grace that brings salvation has instructed us to say no to ungodly desires, to say no to ungodly behavior. According to Titus 2.11, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts the believer received deliverance to reject the deeds and desires of this sinful nature. Even though this world is fallen and under the power of sin, Christians do not have to give in to sin anymore. Corrupt things may have dominated you as as you were as, as someone that walked as a sinner. But now that you follow Christ, that sin loses its hold if the Lord Jesus Christ saved you. Let me say that again. Let me repeat that in another way. Corrupt things may have dominated you, but they lose their hold if the Lord Jesus Christ saved you. Put down sin through him and it will die in your life. Take it from the word of God. Quote, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to verse 9 Through Jesus Christ, you can say no to lust, sexual immorality, profanity, perversion, greed, idolatry, anger, and other forms of wrongdoing As a believer, you have grace to live righteously Letting the Lord reign in your life drives sin out Do this by faith, yielding yourself to God according to his word. This is part of living your salvation. The next point I want to make is that salvation empowers you to live a self-controlled, righteous, and godly life. In Titus 2.11, it also says, it teaches us to deny ungodliness and the lust, to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. God's grace to bring salvation enables a believer to be sober. Another word for sober is self-control. What is self-control? Self-control. The simplest definition for self-control is that self-control is not letting yourself be carried away by anything, but carrying yourself wisely. There are numerous things to enjoy in life, wonderful things in this world, in this natural world, but nothing in this life should have power over you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Whether something is unwholesome or unwholesome, neither should have power over the follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Self-control progressively develops in the believer as they walk in obedience to God. This is the working of salvation. Salvation works in the believer so they can live right. In Micah chapter 6, verse 8, we hear God's words on living right. He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Salvation is not living any kind of way, but the right way according to God. It will lead the believer to turn away from evil, but pursue ways to do good. This is an expression of faith. And the working of salvation. In case you haven't noticed, salvation in your life is going to take not, it's going to take time. It's going to take time in the believer's life. It is a continual process as one lives in the body. If you are a believer, don't feel overwhelmed by living your salvation. God is giving the power through his spirit. He's giving you the grace to do so. He's provided a resource. God has given his children a resource to strengthen their walk with him. It guides the follower of Christ to engage their salvation. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to verse 17, it reveals this resource, saying, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let me be clear here. You cannot expect to live your salvation if you neglect the Word of God. His Word is truth to equip the believer. It is essential that the follower of Christ spend time in the Word to engage their salvation. This is also why it is essential for the follower of Christ to fellowship with believers at a Bible-believing church. This will lead to transformation and growth to become strong in the Lord. If you follow Christ, never lose sight of the one who afforded you salvation. Jesus Christ suffered and died on your behalf. He is the center of our faith. He is the anchor. Never lose that hold to him. As you live this life in faith, as you work out your salvation, keep your eyes on him as you live your life. Quote, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Titus chapter 2, verse 13 to verse 14. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 to verse 3 Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Salvation is not something to wait for after you die. It begins that moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ for the remission of sins while you are alive. What is most important for you to remember is you work out your salvation, live it out in faith, in reverence and dependence on God. This will lead to a fruitful life. This will lead to a fruitful life and prepare you for eternity. And before I close today's segment, I want to say something to that person who may be listening Maybe they just start listening in the middle of this. Maybe they're just listening to this because they're bored or they're just curious about what I'm talking about. For you, I want to encourage you, if you have not yet done so, to put your faith in Jesus Christ. There's nothing more important than becoming a believer, being reconciled to God, because humanity is separated from God because of sin. Everyone that's born into this life is in bondage to sin, but that bondage can be broken through Jesus Christ. Repent. Turn away from a life of sin because the ways of sin is death. Sin will cause you to perish if you continue living in it, and it will also damn your soul to hell. Hell is a terrible place that was meant for the devil and his angels. And those that choose to reject God, wanting nothing to do with them, they will find themselves in that place where God's goodness will no longer exist. Everything good that you enjoy in this life, it will be non-existent in hell. A breath of fresh air, enjoying rest, good food, just just pleasure in general, that will be non-existent in hell because hell will be a place of torment. And it's, it's something I want to just stress to you, to that person who has yet to believe. Be reconciled to God. There's nothing you can do to make yourself right with God other than trust in Jesus Christ. The work has been done in Christ. He will bridge that gap because sin has created a gap between us and God. But God sent his son out of his grace for us, out of his love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you put your faith in the finished work of Christ, he suffered and died on your behalf. Trusting him to be subject to God's wrath on your behalf, so you don't have to be subject to God's wrath, you will receive his righteousness, and you will be reconciled to God, and by faith you will become a child of God. It says in John chapter 1, verse 12, As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the, the right to be called a child of God. You can have that right through Jesus Christ by faith. And so please, I implore you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Be reconciled to him. And if you've done that, and it's going to be my prayer that you do that. I want to encourage you to find a church, a bible believing church to get connected with, to find fellowship, to grow strong in the Lord. Because there's more to faith than just this moment of putting your faith in Jesus Christ. God has a purpose for you. He has work he needs to do through you. Because this, this world is in a lost state. And there's so much going on in this world. Many are suffering. Many are perishing. But God works through his servants who are being that light, who are shining the light of Jesus Christ to those who walk in darkness. And so as I end this segment in prayer, my prayer is also going to be for you, that, that person who is yet to believe. Believe in Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. In prayer. Heavenly Father, blessed be your name. Lord, you are good, your mercy is everlasting, your truth endures into all generations. We come on this day, Father. Just want to give you all the glory, the praise and the honor. You are El Shaddai, the almighty God, who is all sufficient, able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think. And Father, if we had all the time in the world to just glorify you, We'd never be able to stop, Father, because you do so much for us on our behalf. And there's not enough words to fully describe you, Father. But you, by your grace, have re- revealed to us, Father, who you are through your word. And we thank you for that, Lord. Forgive us for the way we've fallen short. Forgive us for how we have sinned and thought, word, and deed. You said in your word, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness." righteousness. Create us a pure heart. You're us the right spirit, Father. Help us to live according to your word. Your word is a lamp to our feet. And a light to our path. Thank you that our cup runs over so many good things. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Thank you that we have everything we need for life and godliness through through your word, Lord. Through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Above all that you've given, thank you for loving us so much, Father. That you sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sins. That you provided to us salvation. To all who will believe, Father. And today, I wanted to encourage my brothers in Christ to, to live out their salvation, Father. Because this salvation is not for death, it's for life, Father, while we, while we still live, Father. We don't have to wait to appreciate this salvation, Father. We don't have to wait until our last breath. We can appreciate it now, Father, as we still draw breath, because you have much for us to do as we live, Father. Help us to appreciate that, never take for granted that salvation, and to work out our salvation, Father, in reverence and dependence on you, Father. And I pray if there's anyone in here that's backslidden, if there's anyone here that has yet to put their faith in Jesus Christ, Father, I pray you just draw them to you, Father. Draw them to you by your spirit. Because for us to be fruitful, for us to fulfill the purpose you have for our life, we need you, Father God. We need you. Guide us, Father. Help us to be not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word, that our light will so shine before others that they see our good works and glorify you in heaven. Bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory. Keep us from evil so not cause us pain. May our strength equal our days, and may our days be long and prosperous. Now let the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be set upon your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Light Post Podcast, a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. For other messages and resources, connect with us online at guidinglight.org, Guiding Light Church on Facebook, or Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. Be blessed. May your strength equal your days, and may your days be long and prosperous.